Is up loud crowd welcome back to the return of the loud crowd podcast we are here with two special guests why don't you introduce yourselves hey it's jason brown i'm back here welcome back how's everyone doing loud crowd hey what's up this is nate from the fan page of the loud house how's everyone doing it's been a long time since i talked to you guys yeah it's been a long time so um how are you guys doing uh starting with jason Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I've been I've been busy. Uh, you know, I watched some of the season four episodes we've gotten so far, and excited for the the new week coming up. Yeah, definitely same. Definitely same here for me. Um, really can't wait for those new season four episodes. Glad to hear that the Louds are back. Uh, but it's been busy for me. Um, yeah, with work and all that kind of stuff. So, so I guess. Um... We might as well run down some things that happened since the last podcast and what I want to say was March or April. Um, the Loud House uh, is an uh, uh, Emmy, uh, just not nominated, but an Emmy winning show now. It won uh, two Emmys. Um, I'll try to get the names in a second. But um, uh, Jason, why don't you talk about the Loud House winning two Emmys? Uh, yeah, it was nice to see the show finally get recognized. I know if you... If you- if you follow Twitter, you see people arguing that you know this, this cartoon should have got this cart, and it's had a lot of success with the ratings and everything. And honestly, it deserved it. So I'm I'm glad for it, and hopefully that means we get more seasons. I don't doubt about it. I mean, this was uh, kind of shocking because I never expected um, the Loud House to actually have this recognition after well three years uh, in, tel- in Nickelodeon. And now that it actually has its Emmys, um, you can totally see the, the changes that is going on with the Loud House, especially having a, having a season five uh, announcement, like literally right after uh, they got its Emmy win. So I would imagine a lot of big changes for Nickel- for Nickelodeon and the Loud House. Hopefully, some, hopefully something good. I know the Casa Grandes is coming up real soon this fall. Um, let's see how the Loud House will roll into uh, these new, with uh, the successes going. Yeah, let's see how it goes. And um, those awards were Outstanding Children's Animated Series, which they won, and Outstanding Writing in an Animated Program. So, um, good job to the writers, staff, voice actors, uh, voice actresses, just everyone, man. And I guess the next thing, um, I think we already talked about the movie on this channel. Is um, the next thing we can talk about is basically um, season four, and season four premiered in um. What I want to say, like, um, July, I think maybe, uh, started Memorial Day with, uh, Los Casa Grande. So, um, why don't both of you tell me a little bit about what you thought about those first, uh, two weeks of Los Casa Grandes? Uh, I enjoyed all the episodes. I would say my, my favorite out of them all was, uh, Role Model, where Carl was trying to be like Ronnie Ann throughout the whole episode. I thought that one was hilarious. And I know the fan, you see kind of the fan base is split. They didn't want to see so many... Casa Grande's episodes there. Uh, I do think maybe they could have aired them closer to the premiere, but I enjoyed the episodes nonetheless. Yeah, for me, I really did enjoy all of the Casa Grande episodes. I mean, there are some that were kind of lackluster, but all of them gave me a little preview of what the Casa Grande's is going to be. 
And of course, it's pretty much like the same old, same old kind of concept with the Loud House, but this time with the Casa Grandes. Also, um, a huge thing about this, uh, about the Casa Grandes arc, is just seeing how Ronnie Ann is now becoming the new, uh, pro- the, the new uh, main character of the show, and how she actually fits as a main character. Like she really does a good job with these with these last couple episodes that. It makes me like her a lot, whole lot more now that she's going to lead this Casa Grande show. Um, yeah, definitely a, definitely a good start for season four. Really can't wait for the Casa Grandes when it comes out in the fall. Um, yeah, it's it's starting to look really good. Yeah, um, one of my favorite episodes from that uh, two-week arc or two-week premiere was um, No Show. I mean, um, I think this episode, a lot of people were, like, um, really, like, talking about, really made this series seem like it had a lot of potential, where Ronnie Ann is trying to watch a telenovela. It had a lot of good artwork in it. I lo- love the story overall with the whole illusion of the character being like Ronnie Ann. That was a pretty uh, good episode in my eye. Also, Star Wars was pretty good, too. So, let's get this preview started. So the Lighthouse is coming back next Monday, July 15th on uh, Nickelodeon. You guys know what time it's going to start? No. Actually, um, it starts at 11, so it's going to be the same uh, time. 11 in the morning. So it's going to start at the same time like the Casa Grand- like the Lighthouse and the Casa Grande's episodes were a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, guess, I guess we might as well talk about that first. Uh, no. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it'd go back to maybe the five Eastern um time sp- uh slot, but uh that kind of does um make uh it kind of like sad because I mean I know um I mean the ratings haven't been great, but the ratings are whatever really. But um the whole idea of putting it at eleven Eastern or ten Central, whatever that is, is um it's just pretty uh concerning I guess because you know. A lot of people who probably would watch on a cable are probably older at this point, so they won't really aren't gonna be home at that time. So it's gonna be DVR'd. So you're gonna get people watching it all throughout the day. People getting spoiled. It just I just really don't like that premiere time. And uh, if you guys want to add on anything, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I really hate that time because what it's doing is just spreading out the viewership amongst the reruns and everything too throughout. Because I guess they rerun it a couple times during the day. And what, but yeah. whereas they were beating like all those cable shows, you know, they were running like 12, 13 in the cable rankings. Now they're about 36, 37, 41 in that range. And so it makes it look like it's getting a lot less viewership, which is necessarily not. It's just that that time slot makes it look like it is. Yeah, I mean, the 11 a.m. slot just kind of sucks just because everybody's bu- everybody's busy at that time. I mean, I understand it's summertime and everybody's out of school, but who would actually wake up at, who would actually go watch TV at 11 a.m.? They might be at summer camp. They might be off doing some stuff with their friends uh, at that morning. I mean, 11 a.m. is just not a good time. I mean, around 5 o'clock, what it usually was before, would be a good time or Nickelodeon to put in, especially when if they're going to consider the ratings. Because yeah, if you looked at look back at the Casa Grande's um, episodes, those really were lackluster. That not even hitting a million uh, viewers during its premiere. But I don't know what Nickelodeon's doing. I think what they want to do is try to. They, I know they always air the new episode like throughout the whole, throughout the entire day as well. Yeah. And I'm thinking they were looking throughout the whole entire day rankings and seeing how it is in total. But still, that's inconvenient for all of us, especially when the premiere time is actually earlier than expected. Yeah, I mean, I'm just speaking here, there's there's no way in heck, um, there's any, like, um, kids who are up at, like, 11 a.m. in the morning during summer, so, um, 
I'm not sure they're really trying a lot of different things, and, um, uh, I, I can, uh, I can almost, like, be 100% sure they're not gonna do this time schedule, like, when, um, the school year starts, so it's only a temporary thing, and, um, hopefully, um, they probably revert back to in August as kids start going back to school, so, let's just, uh, get into the rev previews. First episode coming out next week is called Washed Up, and the plot goes like this, the louds ret- a boat for a relaxing day trip on the lake, but the family ends up marooned on a desert island. And, um, something I've seen from this, or my opinions, is that, um, it kind of seems like an episode that go for, like, a 22-minute, um, special, especially with the whole idea of them literally, like, leaving their house and ending up a deserted island. I mean, like, kind of seems like a lot to fit into 11 minutes, but, um, as, uh, Kyle Nero, I think, told, uh, me on YouTube or on... I forgot where it was, but that, um, Phineas and Ferb did a similar plot like this, and it worked pretty well. So I think, um, it's gonna be very tough to pull off, and, um, but I have hope the show can do it, but, um, I mean, there's been a decent amount of 11-minute episodes that probably should have been 22-minute episodes. I kind of don't want this one to be like that, but it has a lot of potential, this plot does, so, um, what do you guys think? Uh, I kind of agree with you there that it shouldn't be a 22-minute episode just with the plot. Uh, I am looking forward to references. I think maybe you can you could definitely do a Gilligan's Island yeah. reference with this episode or, or Survivor. That, uh, Tom Hanks Survivor or that Tom Hanks movie Castaway or there's 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 a lot of different things here for potential on that and so that'll be something I'm looking forward to and like like you said hopefully it it turns out well but I do think just right off the bat that it probably needs to be longer. Yeah, I I kind of agree with everybody here saying that this should be a 22-minute episode instead of what is always 11 minutes for an episode of The Loud House. Although, to me, I don't think... I, I, I kind of feel this is the weakest out of the four that is premiering uh, oh, wow. this week. Um, I understand the whole... I mean, the whole concept of um, them being on a deserted island, yeah, it's like a Gilligan's Island sort of thing, which is pretty funny. But at the same time, I don't know what kind of jokes they'll kind of pull off. Like, will they... I mean, I've seen the preview, like, when I watched the Spongebob special, but, I don't know, it just feels weird what I can see from here, um, but I am still excited, I want to see if they can live up to my expectations, hopefully for the better, because seeing a thing like this, I don't know, it doesn't interest me as much, but, I mean, put me wrong, I mean, it could be, the writers could pull something off really good at the end, but I, I, I still would love to watch it, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean... It kind of reads like a fan fiction with them getting lost on like a, a desert island. I mean, how how on earth are they gonna come back within eleven minutes and still have time to like do somewhat of a plot there? So I'm not sure how it works. And I'm going off the title card. It kind of seems like they're going on a boat. Uh, I'm not sure if that's gonna be like um the kind of boat you go on maybe on a vacation with a bunch of other people, or it's like a private boat with just a family. So we'll see how it goes. They have the entire uh, family in that cast, and I'm um, just got to say it's really, really exciting to have the Loud family back. I mean, it's been months. It's been like the longest time we've gone without the Loud family, so it's very nice to have them back. I just have to say, yeah, it's glad to have. I'm glad to have them back. I mean, I understand like the Casagrandes were there for two weeks, but you know what? I still love the family. I still love how the Casagrandes were showing who they are, especially Sid, since now everyone loves Sid. Um, and just seeing how this family will roll, especially when their new show coming out in the fall happens. So, I mean, it's good to have a break from the Louds, but you know what? 
we're glad to have them back. Now it's their show. Well, let's see how let's see how it all rolls out. Uh, yeah. con- considering how long some of my favorite other favorite shows take to have another season, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's not too bad, really. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. I mean, I mean, we all need a break from the louds, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, just yeah, just be all loud house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, anything else you guys want to say about this episode? Um, and just in my opinion, um, most similar episode of Tripped, um, with the whole family vacation thing. But um, anything yeah. you guys want to add on? Um. I, I was kind of surprised of a desert island over at the lake, so I wouldn't imagine it being. Oh, this it gets me uh, interested in seeing how how this is going to be. Maybe it's not a lake; it's not like an ocean or something. That's obviously going to be like more disastrous. But hmm. yeah, it gets me thinking now. Yeah, well, I guess they're like in Michigan, so there's islands up there. Oh, yeah, Great Lakes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe the deserted island is like Canada. Awesome. So the next episode is called Recipe for Disaster, and the plot goes like this. Lincoln and Clyde, as Ace and Jack, investigate where they discover a frozen food company using Dad's recipes. So actually, when I previewed this episode, um, I think um, Tuesday or Wednesday, um, I made the mistake of saying that uh, it was similar to Shop Girl, but I, met, I meant uh, Crimes of Fashion. So uh, when I was comparing it to Crimes of Fashion, I was talking more in terms of how fun that episode is with, with the suspense of Lincoln and Clyde being Ace and Jack and like trying to solve mysteries, finding clues, being wrong about the clues, almost getting banned from the mall. I mean, the episode was really good, had a lot of suspenseful moments, and um, I think it's coming up in a lot of reviews, so definitely check that one out when it gets reviewed. So uh, I guess the situation is kind of like um it's mostly kind of same thing to switch out Lenny for um dad because um instead of Lenny being accused of uh, stealing some clothes someone's maybe taking dad's recipes in a new uh, restaurant he got from Cook so uh, the plot seems very uh, interesting and uh it's something that could be a really good watch. What do you guys think? Uh yeah, I like the Asabi and One Eye Jack when they do those characters, and it'll be interesting to see. I hope that it kind of stands alone from from Crimes of Fashion and doesn't like try to be the same episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's there's potential they could do different, like they could do story arcs with the Asabi and One Eye Jack if they did like their own little world, like South Park does with its superhero characters. So uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see what they do with those characters, and uh, we'll see. I think it'll be an interesting episode. I actually got excited on seeing how this episode will roll out. I mean, yeah, it is kind of like Crimes of Fashion, but I'm thinking I'm liking the fact that they're going to pull more of Lincoln and Clyde as uh, one, uh, Ace Abby and One-Eyed Jack. And the other thing, too, is like, this is, they did solve a problem with Lenny. They've now got to solve a problem with their dad. I'm thinking it would be cool if they actually uh, continued on and, you know, help save problems with uh, the rest of the family. Like, maybe, like, Lisa had a problem or Lynn has a problem. And... Yeah. They're going to they're going to fix that up, and that's it'd be cool. They actually have a ser- like a little mini series or a little mini arc inside uh, the Loud House, and they put that with Ace and Jack. So that'd be pretty cool. Plus, the other thing too is that um, I'm guessing everybody's recognizing um, Lynn Senior's recipes and the restaurant being very successful and all. Now they're having competition. So seeing seeing how Lynn's uh, Lynn Senior's restaurant could be a success, and now they're stealing recipes and everything like that. I like how this twist uh, comes over here for this new season. So I'm definitely really excited to see how this all rolls out. Um, hopefully for the better, and obviously is for the better, 
I want to see how it all gets solved at the end. And yeah, it, it really it still really excites me. Hopefully, this leads into more a base savvy when I jack with Lincoln and Clyde. Yeah, and the cool thing about this is that you can kind of start setting like the timeline in terms of the show, where you can have have an episode like a a fridge too far coming after um the episode where they uh, where they try to get their dad a new job uh job insecurity. So job insecurity, a fridge too far cooked and then now a recipe for disaster so it kind of showing that they're like um slowly like uh keeping continuity and like progressing the timeline of the show which is very appreciated you know what's weird though i mean they always kind of lackluster in the continuity aspect mm-hmm. and that now they're going to cha- now they're continuing off of this continuity and hopefully they just keep up with that continuity because yeah <laughs> that has always been a problem especially in season one yeah yeah, so. yeah we, we definitely get a debate from all the different cartoon fans out there that want to talk about Loudhouse not having continuity and other cartoons being superior because they have continuity. And, you know, I, I, I disagree with that. Like, like I've said before, I think the show can be fun. It, it, some of those episodes just stand on their own. But I do think if you are going to have continuity, you should be consistent with it. Yeah, I think that's the big thing about um continuity is... um. I mean, we don't want to, I mean, I'm not saying we don't want to, but, like, the show doesn't have to be something where it's, like, a progressing story and every episode is after the one before. I mean, one of the powerful things a lot of can do and has done is that there are just so many um, powerful episodes that just stand by themselves, like Jason said. And, um, what, only thing I guess people want is, like, um, continuity not to, like, conflict each other because, I mean... I think that one of the bigger ones was, like, maybe, like, Lola not being able to read, like, season one. Or she's able to read season one, then, like, season two, she can't read. It's, like, that was, like, one of the biggest ones. And then there's some with the other sisters. And, um, yeah, I guess people just want overarching continuity not to conflict with the, uh, the show. Because I guess that kind of changes, like, um, narratives and things you believe with the character. So that's one common criticism yeah. I see. I think, too. My thing, too, is that there's so many stories now for The Loud House. I yeah. mean, uh, Lori and Bobby about to go to college. There's a possible chance Lori may move to the Casa Grandes. Um, uh, Sam and Luna's story, they're obviously together, and I'm pretty sure there, there's going to be an episode in Season 4 continuing on with their story. There's a lot, a lot of things happening, especially knowing that Season 5 is going to be somewhat changing because they're, they grow a year older. So this is going to be interesting how everything will roll out, especially for this season. Yeah, one one of the weakest spots of uh, spots of uh, continuity that I saw was, you know, in Argue for Real, they're fighting real ghosts, and they're not even scared. They're out in the middle of the night on their bikes and everything, and then you see them in Cheers for Fears. They're scared to death of a fake haunted house. I'm like, that is, how's that yeah, make any sense? Oh, that's yeah, a good that, one. That, that was a bad, that was a good one too, but... <laughs> that, that was just, yeah, I, didn't, I haven't even thought about that one. That's a really good one, uh, Jason. So, yeah, I guess uh, going back to the episode after that tangent is, um, yeah, I guess Ace and Jack trying to help Dad with the recipe. And uh, something they would love to do in the show is, like, throw in a curveball, like, um, in terms of, like, maybe, like, Dad's the one, like, stealing his own recipes. Or maybe it's, like, um, Lily took something out of the recipe book or something. So, I wonder what kind of curveball they might have in this episode. Yeah. So, uh, anything you guys want to add on? That's about it. I think you're good. Awesome. So the next episode is called Present Tense. Oh, and Dad's back in this one. The plot goes like this. Convinced that the scrapbook isn't good enough for Dad, a.k.a. Lynn Sr., 
it's birthday, the loud kids seek out the perfect gift. So I guess this is something a lot of people would actually like to see considering they really hate episodes where the Loud family or the Loud kids tend to fight each other. I mean, uh, there's like a thousand examples of that, but like an episode of them actually working together could actually be something that um, really uh, brings a lot of people together and actually turns out to be a very uh, fun like, crowd uh, or uh, fan favorite. And um, hopefully we can get like maybe like picks... Like, pics of, like, the, like, a lot of kids when they're younger, if they're making a scrapbook, some memories. So that could have a potential for a lot of, like, a good and maybe emotional scenes. And uh, it kind of reminds me of Homespun a little bit. Uh, so what do you guys think? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, um, didn't Lincoln do this before where he was trying to find the perfect gift? And he was, he was uh, taking their picture and, uh, he, he finally got the right picture there at the end and, then he went back to the other picture he had, and I was like, I just hope, like I said, when uh, when it's taking a similar plot line, I just hope it has like a different twist uh, to the from the previous episodes. So uh, that would be my only concern is just do it a little bit different. Yeah. But I gotta see this episode like those like the episode no spoilers. I mean, you're so, I mean, no spoilers to celebrate their mom's birthday, and now uh, this time they're celebrating their dad's birthday, yeah. and. When they're teaming together aspect, they did this before in Potty Mount, you know, when they tried to team up together to make sure Lily doesn't curse during their, during their, what is it, um, tryout for her to be in a preschool, uh, to be in preschool or a daycare. Um, so if they're going to be teaming up together to get a gift for their dad, it would be really good if it'd be something like that for Potty Mount. Like, they really work together, they don't fight. It's not, it's not like going to be friended where they just pretty much make it a competition or something to get the best they get the best dad gift or something, but get the one perfect gift for their dad would be pretty cool to see. That's that's all I can say. Plus, the other thing is that we're celebrating their dad's birthday. I mean, we're celebrating their mom's birthday. That was pretty fun. How does their, how does Lynn Sr.'s birthday end up as? Yeah, it's kind of funny because they were like, we're not doing any birthday episodes, but I guess, like, um, that's mostly for the kids. And um, in Season 5, uh, something we'll talk about in a future podcast, they're probably going to do a, a couple birthday episodes, which is going to be pretty awesome. And now, uh, going back to something Jason said, I guess this is very similar to the Season 1 episode of Perfect Picture, where Lincoln wanted to get his um, parents the perfect uh, gift for what I believe was their anniversary. So, this is a very similar plot, for sure. And, um... I guess another thing is uh, this name is uh, very similar to that um, season two episode of Future Tense, so that's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to add on about this? No, yeah, that Future Tense correlation with Present Tense. I don't think that's going to really have like a big, yeah. uh, much of a similarity between both of them. Uh, one interesting thing I'm noticing is just seeing these four plots is like it does seem like season four is kind of going back to season two where the family's together and you have a lot of those episodes as opposed to season three where you had each character kind of off on their own doing their own thing and they were focusing on one or two characters. So I think you're getting more of the family episodes here. That's a very, that's a very, very good point, Jason. Um, looks like uh, they're going back into the house because um, one of the things they said um, when they created the show is that um, the very uh, like first uh, episodes of season one, and it kind of seemed like the entire first half of season one was like taking place inside the house because you know you want to set apart, you want to set apart the house and like the family together. Then season two, we got to see um, a mix of that, um, mostly more sister specific episodes. 
that was pretty much the dominant thing in season two and uh, season three as well. Um, sister dominant episode. So I guess them going back to more family episodes could like really produce a lot of more fun episodes for sure. And um, title card is pretty cool because uh, Link is like looking around like a big box. So he's definitely probably gonna play a big role in the episode. And it's nice to see the family actually working together for once. So that's pretty awesome. And the last episode we are talking about is called Any Given Sunday, and the plot goes like this. Lily hears the parents mention ice cream if the kids are good, so she uses baby smarts to avert sibling disasters. And, um, I guess I'm just a little bit confused with, like, the wording of that, um, I guess, uh, I mean, I've never heard of, like, um, Lynn or, uh, Rita saying, like, ice cream, like, I don't know how they just say ice cream to, like, Mostly full-grown children if they do something good, but, um... Uh, yeah, it's a Lily-specific episode, which is a very, very rare uh, kind of plot to go around. And, um, it, it's actually something, um... I feel a lot of people should probably uh, pay more attention to it because, uh... I kind of feel like there's a lot of more potentials with a baby episode because, um... A baby episode, you get a lot, uh... Get away with a lot more, especially if you give the baby, like, a special language or dialogue... That could be a very fun episode in the future. Something like Lily communicating communicating with other babies. So that's something fun. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I think this is probably the, the episode I'm most intrigued about of this four, uh, because of Lily being the main character. And I wonder if it's sort of a bridge of the gap to season two, where they're a year older and maybe you know she's not so much of a baby anymore. She's starting to think a little bit, and they're trying to, uh, you know go along with that you know and if we went back to the episode where uh lisa portrayed her and they said she was such a genius well maybe she's maybe she's highly intelligent too maybe they're gonna play into that so uh we'll see i'm really interested in this episode because this is a lily driven episode this is all about the baby lily and how she tries to like i'm hearing that sentence using baby sparks to avert sibling disasters she's pretty much the one who is trying to get like all of his all of her siblings to not do any trouble so that they can all get ice cream. And that's actually pretty fun. That's actually gonna be a like a pretty fun episode, especially when you're seeing it through the aspect of Lily Loud. Like you never expect to see this from a baby because whenever you see like Lily Loud episodes, it's usually because the family's helping them. Like the crying Dave to, you know, help get Lily out of that what was it, out that fox. Um Body Mouth uh, was another example because, you know, Lily's cursing and they, of course, didn't want her to curse when when she had that uh, she had that random with that teacher or that daycare person. Um, so this one is actually, I'm really interested in seeing just because Lily's going to be the main focus and she's the one leading this episode as well. So hopefully it will be for good. It looks to be really cute um, because it's, you know, baby aspects. I'm pretty sure it's going to be cute no matter what. So... Yeah, um, this is a new this is a new direction that the writers are doing right here, having Lily lead an episode. So definitely going to be checking this one out, especially. Yeah, and uh, going back to season one, and actually if you look at the whole series, the Lily episodes tend to be really fun and like uh, one some of the better episodes. Um, Changing the Baby is actually one of the episodes I kind of liked in season one. I guess because you kind of got to see like um the whole family force their personalities on Lily and then Lily like being the independent agent that she is. And one of the funny episodes of the entire series, Two Boys and a Baby, I mean, just a total, like, chaos of, like, Lincoln and Clyde. For some reason, they let, like, two 11-year-olds take care of a baby. 
Lincoln and Clyde like watching Lily for the whole day and like disaster happening and there's so many funny scenes in the end of that episode. So yeah, I think uh, a Lily plot is something that can really be a uh, very fruitful in the end. And um, yeah, do you guys have anything else you want to say? Yeah, on that, Two Boys and the Baby is the highest rated episode of the series, so maybe they should do more of those type of episodes. Highest rated episode of the series, but an okay episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess that whole overarching point of them maybe doing stuff more like season um season one, especially like this episode's gonna be in the house too, which is like awesome. I'd love to have I'm more. Guessing, yeah, go ahead. I'm guessing. I'm guessing we're all. I'm guessing they're trying to go back to the formula of season one, where it's all focusing on the house, nothing really, you know, sister focused or Lincoln focused or anything like that. But other than again, then again there's a lot of Lincoln focused Lincoln focus episodes in season one. Just seeing the fact that they're all together as a family is a is kind of you know refreshing to see because we haven't seen that in quite a while. Yeah, we really haven't. So yeah, going back to house is um uh something I definitely think that it will be really fun to see. And um yeah, that's all for the four episodes. So um let's talk about which ones we're looking forward to the most. Um as of right now, I think any given Sunday is the one I'm definitely looking forward to the most. Like Jason, I think um this one has the most potential. I think Wash Up has potential, but maybe limited by the eleven minutes. But I think you can get a lot of great moments out of any given Sunday with Lily, like um trying to maneuver and like manipulate things around the house. So what do you guys think? What's your, what episode yeah. are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, I agree with you. Any given Sunday, as I was saying before, it's just like the Lily episodes. They're few and far between. And- should make more of them because like i said they've been getting they're some of the best rated ones and i think they should lily's just a, a fun character and uh, they need to have more episodes and i, I think this one's going to be really good yeah i definitely am agreeing with everybody here that any given sunday is the episode that i'm looking forward to as well just to see how this change of direction having lily be the lead of this episode is going to look like I'm looking, hopefully it'll be fun. I can't wait to see how this episode rolls. And guys, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and uh, comment below which episode you're looking forward to the most. Also, comment your thoughts about the podcast overall. But now, we are in the animation corner. Uh, Jason, do you have anything for us? Uh, yeah, uh, one, one, one show I've been watching since The Loud House was on hiatus uh, before Season 4 was uh, Cartoon Network, uh, Craig of the Creek. And uh, I think that's a fun show where these kids are going outside playing every day. They're going through tunnels and having all these different adventures, and they got to be home by six o'clock and everything. And it's kind of a throwback to my childhood. And so I think that's a fun little show to watch. Yeah, it's a, it's an old school show from what I watch. I really used to like it, but I'm super super behind on it right now. I got something to say for one uh, cartoon that's currently airing on Disney Channel that is absolutely getting everybody's attention. That's Amphibia. Um, definitely a good show, especially replacing Star Wars with the Forces of Evil. Um, you have never had shows like this where it has a really good story base. Um, it has a really good story, like Gravity Falls of a couple years ago, and Star Wars the Force of Evil also having the same little formula. Now, Amphibia is, ha- is definitely looking really good. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched it. Have you guys seen it yet? I've heard about it a lot, and it looks really good. Yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, well, it's all on Disney now. If you ever uh, wanted to check out the uh, series, but if it's just this, it's just how I don't know how to explain it. Like there are some episodes where it's just pretty silly, 
but there is a story inside of Amphibia. I mean, there's there, you will watch a couple episodes. They'll just be like you know Sprague and Anne just having fun with Hop Pop and uh, the tadpole. I forgot her, I forgot her name. Um, but there are other things that you have to look into um, that makes the story of Amphibia really interesting. Just like how Gravity Falls is, it's always those little secrets that you see through um, Gravity Falls that always leads to an amazing story for the uh, for the show. And of course. Gravity Falls was a really great, great show. Amphibias currently, I think, have 12 or 16 episodes, I believe. Um, and it's really being successful because I've been seeing so many, like, fa- like all my favorite fan artists are currently drawing Amphibia. Like, all the Lajas artists are currently drawing Amphibia. And it's pretty cool because I really like how the show is rolling and they and all the artists agree. Like, this is really cool how they're making it. So... Yeah, um, if you're interested, check out Amphibia. It's on Disney Channel. Um, it's, it's, it airs on random times, but it's a really good show. Check it out. Yeah, it goes to show you, you can like shows that have story arcs and then shows, you know, in cartoons that that don't necessarily have a story. You can like both. People are like acting like you can't like one or the other. I'm like, yeah, you, you can enjoy all of them. They're, they're all different types and, of series. Yeah, and and for all Star vs. Force of Evil fans who want a season five, please, please stop. <laughs> this is a good show. <laughs> yeah. It's a good replacement. Come on, guys. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, Why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can follow you, uh, starting with Jason. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jason H. Brow, Instagram at Loud Brow, and YouTube at JB's Variety Channel, and I'll be on Loud TV throughout uh, Season 3 here doing the reviews. So, look forward to that. Yep, and this is Nate from the fan page of The Loud House. Please follow us on our Facebook page. Also, check out our our Twitters, our two Twitters, actually, the fan page of The Loud House and fan page of The Casa Grandes. And also, we have our brand new Instagram. Uh, you can follow that at that page of TLH. Thank you guys for coming on, and thank you guys for listening. Remember, stay loud, and we'll see you guys next week.